everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Big Soccer Preview Show. My name is Adam. Jordan is here with me. Uh, we are preparing for winter storm something. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We're, I've had to winterize the house today because it's apparently going to get really bad. And you probably noticed we've been off for a couple of weeks. Um, and I just kind of want to mention real quick why. Um, if you have been listening to this show for a while and you have heard... Um, you know, some stuff that goes on in the background. Jordan's got a dog, um, she, uh, Finley. She will often bark, you can tell, because it's very loud and, and very boisterous, and it might even scare you because she's, she's, she's just a giant. She sounds huge. Um, but she's a giant cuddle. She's a cuddle bug. Um, and then you might have heard a couple of times uh, the short little yaps of a much smaller dog. That was more than likely... Um, my dog Teddy. Uh, it was this little Maltese, and uh, he, um, you know, he was a bit older. He had had some health problems. We were kind of dealing with that, and unfortunately, over the Christmas break, uh, Christmas time, two days after Christmas, uh, sadly, Teddy uh, had passed away, and so it's been really hard for me. Um, you know, he was kind of like. My my dog, he's a family dog, so I mean, you know, my wife loved him. You know, we were really hoping that our daughter would and him would kind of get to know each other as she kind of grew into a toddler. And so, but I mean, he was, he was, he was my dog. He looked to me. Um, and it's been really, really difficult to, to kind of process and to really kind of feel like I was in the mood to do anything like this. Uh, but I am, I'm here. I, I, I'm feeling okay again. Um. You know, it still hurts sometimes. We got him back um, from the vet yesterday. His his ashes and his uh, his paw print uh, and and his little nose print. So I mean, we've got him here uh, in the house with us in spirit, which makes me feel better. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that. That's that's kind of why. Uh, so I apologize. I hope you'll understand. It was just kind of difficult for me to to do to get my head around anything uh, for a couple of weeks, but. Uh, but we're back post FA Cup, Jordan, and uh, and we're looking into winter break part one of uh, of the Premier League. So um, so yeah, we're we're back in in full force. Um, enough. I, I don't want to bring everybody down here. Um, uh, although I will say this: this show is dedicated to Teddy, uh, to, to his memory. But um, what what was how was your your Christmas? Uh, Jordan, in your, your <clears throat> or should I say, your series of Christmases? Uh, yes, uh, all of them uh, successful. Okay. Um, I kind of have a moment with Jordan. I might want to talk about. Okay, but I'll have to get permission first. <laughs> uh, Depending on whether or not we might have family members in the audience, I don't want to flame anybody. <laughs> okay, let's not do that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it ended on uh, New Year's Eve. Okay. Uh, that was that was the uh, that was the biggest Christmas because uh, it was my wife, uh, myself, and her parents, and so nice. Uh, yeah, uh, opened up. An obscenely obscene amount of gifts we gave each other. Like we 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 went overboard, like we always do. But 
Yeah, that's always good. It's always nice to go. It's always better to go overboard. Um, well, stuff like that. So that's that's wonderful. Well, as I mentioned, we are in the we're we're in part one of the the winter break for the Premier League. This is a still fairly new invention. I would say usually they just truck on through and have several games, and it just never stops until you get to February. And if you're out of the FA Cup, you at least get a break. But um, so half of the Premier League is playing this week. The other half is playing next week. We've had some League Cup games in between to keep us satisfied. Um, and so because of that, we really don't have a top four this week because we usually do the top four games of the weekend in the Premier League. But there's only five games in the Premier League happening between Friday and Sunday. So I thought, what the hell? Let's just talk about all of them. Um, and then we'll mention some other things going on in English football. It's going to be a very English football podcast. Um, in fact, I don't know if we'll talk about what's going on on the continent. The Bundesliga does return, so that's that's important. Um, so here's your top four asterisk five games, because there's only five going on in the Premier League this weekend. It starts on Friday, um, 2.45 p.m. Eastern on USA Network. It's a relegation six-pointer, Jordan Burnley. Versus Luton, if you will remember, the this reverse fixture back in October, I think was the makeup game for what was supposed to be the first home game at Kenilworth Road. It was not, because Kenilworth Road wasn't ready. Um, and then it was ready, and so Burnley came and Burnley won, I think, 1-0. So uh, Burnley's already got a leg up on Luton. Form-wise, Luton with two wins in their last five. Burnley uh, with one win in their last five. Um, this one... I mean, this it's obviously it's a very important uh, important game, Jordan and Luton. Just a point off of uh, Everton, so this is this could be a good opportunity for Luton to kind of uh, pull off the dream that I think everybody is hoping they will pull off. Yeah, um, no, uh, Luton since basically started the 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 start of uh, the the you know the twelve days of Christmas um, have have been wonderful. Uh, yeah, they, they took it to Newcastle when Newcastle visited Kenilworth Road. Um, yeah, I, I really want them to, to avoid relegation. I, I, I think we, I think top flight English football for all of the, like the money and just the obscene like transfers and, you know, the gross amount of talent that is in the league. It's it's nice to have the the other the opposite end of that story, you know, a, a team who came together in non-league football, you know, and worked their way up through the pyramid and has finally come good in the in in the top flight, and I just want that story to continue, Adam. It's yeah, it's always nice to see. Uh, I, I, so it's always fun. I always like seeing Kenilworth Road on television. Um, and uh, and yeah, like I said, two wins from their last uh, five that came against Newcastle and then against Sheffield United in an exciting game on Boxing Day uh, at Bramall Lane. Um, they al- also almost, almost um, uh, came back against Chelsea. I saw the end of that one. They were really, really trying, but they couldn't quite do it. A goalless draw against Bolton over the weekend, so they'll go to a replay, Luton will, at the... I will always know it as the Reebok Stadium. I don't know what it's called now, but they'll be back up in Bolton uh, during the week next week. They get Burnley um, up in Lancashire this week. Uh, Quick question on Burnley. 
should they, what should they do? Like, obviously this isn't going as well as they thought it would. You know, it just seemed like they kind of walked the championship. I know they didn't, but it was a lot of hard work and they did very well. But it seemed like they walked the championship. They kind of, you know, really, I mean, won promotion in, in a canter. And now they're just really, really struggling. And I think people really didn't expect them to have such a hard time. Do you stick with Vincent Company or do you pull a Sheffield United and say, look, thanks for, for trying, but we need somebody who can really try and keep us in this league because this is a big part of our future plans? Or, or do you say, look, you got us here. If we go down, that's fine. We'll stick with you. You can bring us back up. What's the approach from Burnley? What is the best approach, do you think? Should they stick with Vincent, Vincent Company or, or Jettison? I, I, I mean, I think you have to stick with Vincent Company, uh, just given the fact that he has uh, he he's proven to uh, he is you know a proven championship uh, winner. Um, hell, he won it in his first managerial go. Uh, so even if you go down, I feel like I feel like you got to stay with him and at least give give him give him more time. To just truly develop the talent on the on the pitch into something that's going to be worth competing the next time they come up. I kind of feel like maybe they've come up a season too early in in the Vincent Company uh, tenure, but I, I, I again they should not let him go. I tend to agree. I mean, they did this with with <clears throat> Sean Dyche uh, the first time at least one time, possibly a couple of times, I think, where they came up uh, under Sean Dice, they went down, but they stuck with him. And I think it took him a few seasons, but they finally got back up there. And then they were a lot more solid. So I, I think that's the formula. It's unfortunate that the pressure grows so much like that. Um, I still do think Vincent Company is considered a, a rising star manager. I think this will just be, you know, kind of one of those moments perhaps where he can learn and develop and, and, and sort of, earn his way and I hope that they don't they don't decide that you know this isn't working and and because you know you can make the argument that it is working it's working just fine this is just the difficulties and the reality of the Premier League you know you get promoted up and it's the gulf of talent is so great you know uh, I would like to see them maybe be a bit more practical I think sometimes they play a bit too open um, and Vincent doesn't quite know how to shut things down like like Sean Dyche did before but I still do hope that they stick with him. Um, just three wins, though, from from their opening 20 games. So, obviously, well, three wins, but I think more importantly, just two draws. That's got to change. You need you need to battle out for more draws. That's how you're going to stay in this league is, is by getting those results. So, if, if they could just grind out a few more results, I think they'll be okay. Um, because more teams are going to enter this, this race, uh, uh, this uh, relegation race. So... Um, uh, but a, a big one in that race, uh, in that fight to stay up, Luton versus Burnley from Turf Moor. That's on Friday again at 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time. That's on USA Network. Also on USA Network is your first game of Saturday. This is 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time. It's West London Derby, Jordan. Chelsea versus Fulham. Um, Chelsea with not a great week. <laughs> <laughs> say it that way. A good win against Preston North End um, on Saturday uh, to send them through the fourth round of the FA Cup, uh, where they will be facing Aston Villa, a much, much more difficult task there. But then they go to Middlesbrough, Chelsea do, in the League Cup semifinal, 
And uh, they put up, let's see, I'm going to make sure I get my stats right here. Uh, 18 shots. Three of them uh, considered big chances. Five shots on target. And they lose 1-0 um, to a goal from uh, Hayden Hackney uh, for Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough. Uh, now, they have the, ter- the return leg in a couple of weeks' time, so at least there's that. But, uh, yeah, Chelsea, I mean, they just – sometimes they look great and they're wonderful. And other times they just – they cannot – they can't hit the broadside of a barn. It's 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 just up or down. But I guess that's better than down. I mean, do we feel like Chelsea is, has at least improved as this season has progressed? Um, Yes, I, I think they have improved. Uh, <clears throat> what kind of – what kind of is biting Chelsea in the butt is uh, – is the injury bug, which, you know, they're currently, they're dealing with, uh, because Nkuku is out again. Yep. And I think he, I think he was their best striker, even though they only saw him for a lim- limited time, but you had Cole Palmer come from Manchester city. He's played extremely well in his first season. Uh, Enzo Fernandez, uh, you know, has, has you know has 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 gotten himself you know a little bit more involved in 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 the in, in the play, uh, given that you know Caicedo and Gallagher are you know behind him, and uh, are are there to cover, uh, and of course uh, Mudrich, uh, you know has really come on recently, uh, down that left side, um, I mean hell against you know that that goal against Newcastle. Uh, was was a great bit of effort on his part, which I didn't think he had in him. <sighs> I, I think what we always say about Chelsea is they're one step forward, but two steps backwards. And I kind of feel like that's what's happening again this season. Like you, you, you see them play well, they play well against Manchester city and then, you know, they take steps back and I'm just I'm just wondering, uh, you know, coming out of that uh, unfortunate loss to Middlesbrough uh, in the in the, in the semifinal of the Carabao Cup, uh, will they t- will they take that step forward again and then you know keep going with that momentum? I think another thing that hurts them is they're still relying so heavily on Thiago Silva, um, uh, the, the the at the tender age of of 39. Uh, I mean. Who's uh oh? I just had him. I I know who this is. He's on international duty. What is his name? Nicholas Jackson. I Jackson. I knew. I can't remember his first name. Nicholas Jackson. Of course, the signing from Villarreal over the summer. Uh, their striker. He's got seven goals this season. He's gone. He's with Senegal at the at the African Cup of Nations. And even if he wasn't, he was still suspended for two further matches. Um. So, so. That's an issue. Um, you know, they're having to play guys like Armando Broja, um, you know, relying on Raheem Sterling, which, you know, he's a fine player, but I wouldn't rely on him to score goals necessarily. I think he's much more of a setup guy and, and kind of a propelling the attack sort of guy. And then, yeah, Christopher Nkuku, I mean, it, it, the injuries hitting him again, this is kind of getting ridiculous. I mean, he did score a goal in his three appearances so far this season. Um, 
but it's just it, it really hurts and, and injuries are definitely kind of coming to get him um but i think it's, it's another thing is just this team has got some time to settle down and they need to settle in with each other you know you need to kind of come up with a solid squad Mauricio Pochettino, I thought it was interesting, basically admitted and said, I think, you know, maybe Chelsea are, are now a mid-table team. And that's just the reality of the situation. We just have to accept it and deal with it. And I th- that's interesting to me because I, I think it's more of a, you know, look, we have to realize where we are and we have to fight to get better. We have to work. We can't expect ourselves to be the same old Chelsea because we're not. Um, and so I'm wondering if that mentality will help to sort of say, look, you have to earn everything that you're going to get here including your starting space, including your starting spot, including, you know, uh, every single ball. You know, you're just going to have to fight, and you're just going to have to try and, and do the best you can uh, with what we've got. So uh, that I, I think that'll be interesting to see how that, that translates. I'm glad they're sticking with him so far. Um, and uh, they face a Fulham team who, as our friend Caleb has pointed out, is sort of hot and cold. Um they had a two-one defeat this week to uh, to Liverpool at Anfield in the the League Cup semifinal. Um, they came out though on New Year's Eve and beat Arsenal two-one. <laughs> uh, came back from a a goal from uh, Bukayo Saka in the opening five minutes. Raúl Jiménez is starting to look like he's you know getting acclimated and getting back to some of his best. Um, and I think I've said this before. They're just they're they're scrappy this season, Fulhamar. They're scrap. They're scrappy. They'll they'll drop a a loss to Bournemouth three one three nil, but they'll come out against Arsenal and get a big win. You know they'll they'll lose to or they'll not lose, but you know they'll they'll just about get by Rotherham in the FA Cup. But I could see them. I could see them giving Chelsea some trouble. Oh uh, no! I totally, I totally agree, Adam. Um, Chelsea definitely have to show up in this West London derby with, uh, you know, their minds totally on the match at hand, and uh, they they just can't be looking ahead. Uh, is Fulham one of the teams you think that could slip into this relegation battle? I think that it is. Yes and no. I mean, uh, actually, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I don't think the Fulham are going to are going to have issues with that this season. And I say that because I just think that they've got they've, they've got too much quality. Um, you know, there's there's too many good players on this Fulham team. I think Marco Silva is a good manager. I think he's got a good handle on this team. Uh, when he didn't leave over the summer for Saudi Arabia, as it had been reported, I thought that was the biggest the biggest deal because you know he's got a Premier League experience. He understands these players. He knows them. So I don't think Fulham will will have trouble. Um, they might struggle to get do what they did last year, which was I think a, a 52, 52 points. They 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 got to tenth. Uh, they did finish above Chelsea last season though, which was kind of interesting. Um, you know, this season they're on twenty four points. They're in thirteenth spot. Uh, they are nine points away from the relegation zone, so they're not really under threat. And when you look at the teams that are struggling beneath them, um, I think that they those teams have more to worry about than Fulham does. Now, it's not impossible, but I, th- I think it's very, very unlikely. I would be very surprised if we started to talk about Fulham from a relegation perspective. Um, 
I think they might have issues over the summer keeping Zhao Polinia, uh, because I think he he will probably want a, a bigger move at some point. Um, but I, I do think they that they will they'll they'll stay up this season. Um, and I think Chelsea will continue to stabilize as well. I don't know if European football is in Chelsea's immediate future, um, but at the current track, I think that they'll they'll get there eventually. But this one this one will be exciting. Um, let's see. Last time, uh, Chelsea usually do pretty good against Fulham at uh, at uh, at Stamford Bridge. I don't know. I don't know if they've. I can't find the last time that Fulham won at Stamford Bridge. I think we talked to Caleb about this last year. He'll probably text us at some point if he listens to the show. So um, so we'll let you know. But who knows? I mean, it could happen this weekend. Uh, Chelsea versus Fulham, 7.30 a.m. Eastern time on uh, USA Network. Now, there's no 9 a.m. or, or 10 a.m. Eastern games, 9, 9 a.m. Central uh, where we live. But 10 a.m. Eastern. There's no 10 a.m. Eastern games um, going on in the Premier League this weekend. So we go straight to a 12.30 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. And this is a pretty big one. Newcastle versus Manchester City. Newcastle sitting in ninth. City in third. This is on NBC and Peacock. Toon um, still without most if, of, of its team. Um, sorry, Jordan. Uh, but City without Holland, which is kind of similar. Um uh, Holland's been injured. I think there's been some rumblings he might come back. Jordan, I don't know if you know any more about that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this one at St James's Park could be a good one. Uh, Newcastle always up for 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 a scrap with City at St James's Park. Um, no, I I I, I pray to God, Aaron, uh, Erling Holland is not fit. <laughs> uh, because his his running buddy, uh. The, the the gear shift uh, to the Erling Holland uh, V V12 engine is, is back in the ba- back in uh, Manchester City's lineup. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, and like uh, yeah, did you see did you see that uh that 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 cross? Oh, <laughs> against the, uh, the no. Yeah, yeah, for the assist against uh, for Doku. <laughs> I didn't see that one. It was just an insane amount of touch to put it right at Doku's feet, because uh, yeah, he's crossing. He's he, he he's deep in he's deep in the box, almost on the touch line, and he's crossing back in front of the goal, and he's got like so much height and touch on this thing that it just kind of like drops out of the sky like a like a like a, like a wedge shot almost. <laughs> It's right at Doku's feet, and he's able to readjust and score the goal. So, since that loss to uh, to Villa back in December, City have not uh, lost a single. Uh, they they haven't lost a single game. They had the two two draw against Palace, which was almost like a defeat. Um, they they rattled off three straight here, include this. So they had five nil against Huddersfield last weekend. They beat Sheffield United two nil. They beat Everton three one. Uh, this is was on December the 27th, the day after Boxing Day. Um, and, of course, they are now FIFA Club World Cup champions, which that was expected. Um, Newcastle hasn't been going as well. They had a nice win this weekend, Jordan, against Sunderland, which that one felt – I'm sure that one felt great. Uh, but that stopped a, a run of three straight defeats uh, to Luton. Nottingham Forest, yeah, 
yuck. Uh, and then uh, Liverpool um, uh, on uh, on New Year's Day. Um, what's I mean? Is it is it just injuries at this point at Newcastle? Would you say, Jordan? Is there something else going on? So it's a combination of it's so it's it, it's it's layered. It's a layered problem because you have injuries. You have players like Harvey Barnes, um, who was supposed to was potentially supposed to come back uh, alongside Sven Botman, uh, but now he's re-injured his foot, and you know he won't be back for another month. Hmm. Uh, Callum Wilson uh, picked up a little niggle. Um, Willick is still injured. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I had to laugh on that. Uh, my wife is in the other room watching the Mavs versus the Knicks. Yeah, and uh, she just uh, let out a uh, a couple expletives. <laughs> we'll we'll, uh, ma- we'll we'll mark the uh, we'll mark the episode as. Uh... As as for adult years only. Well, I, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say them <laughs> out of out of deference. Well, no, just but, in uh, case, just in case people heard her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like I said, Willick's injured. Um, we kind of thought Fabian Shar was injured. Uh, you know, Lascelles we thought was injured. Pope tore his shoulder. He's done for the rest of the season. Uh, Dubrovka, I think, has a little niggle. Um, oh, so with all the with all these players injured, what it does is it forces players like Almiron and Gordon uh, to play a ton of minutes in a very high moment, high uh, high uh, high engine uh, system. Yeah, like everyone is running back. Everyone's you know running back to cover. They're always trying to, you know, press. It wears people out, and I, you could—I mean, you could tell from uh, Kieran Trippier's form over the last couple of games. I mean, he—he's looked like he's just dead on his feet sometimes, rightfully so, because he plays like every minute of every match, and it's just a combination of things. It's the—it's key players getting injured, and then the minutes that those players are missing being added to players who are still in the squad. Um, I think another thing that, that hurt Newcastle going into the season is, you know, they, they had, you suddenly you're adding Champions League, which obviously a, an honor and they, and they fought admirably. It was a very, very, very difficult group uh, to play in. But you didn't really have the funds yet uh to to really go out and add enough depth to this team and so that that certainly hurt as well because so you've got more games you're not really able to add as much depth maybe as you want and then you play a system where you know it is it's high intensity and and it's kind of kind of the way football is played these days um it's just a recipe for disaster, and and I think some of that is also luck. You know, obviously Harvey Barnes got injured very early in the season, um, and so that one kind of hurt. And Alan Gordon, to his credit, I mean five five assists uh, and six goals for you. I mean he's been he's been having a, a good season, um, but yeah, like you say, I mean there's only so much you can ask of these of these players. 
before it starts to take a toll. And <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And I, I mean, maybe at some point they kind of have to look at maybe financial fair play shouldn't be like the bludgeon across the board that it that it is currently. Yeah. Maybe it needs to, it needs to be you know like you know used more judiciously against certain clubs. Um, yeah. Well, I, th- I think we could have a whole discussion about how flawed that system is. There are many, many flaws to financial fair play. Yeah, it, it, especially given the fact that I think Nottingham Forest, somehow Nottingham Forest could also face a deduction of points this season. Well, now, in fairness to that, they did bring in like a whole new squad the, season, the summer prior to, to this. So yeah, it's they not <laughs> like they haven't, you know, no, kind of brought I'm that just... I mean, look, I'm, I'm just saying like – What'd you expect? But yes, no, no, I no. agree. It's 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 it is perhaps too difficult for teams like that to. I mean, well, we just talked about it. Look at Burnley, Sheffield United, and Luton. I mean, there's just so little room to really make up for the lack of. And I don't mean this disrespect to Newcastle, but there's just so little room to make up for the lack of quality or the depth of quality between the Championship and the Premier League. So it's so hard to move up under these rules. It's so hard to move up and to to get to yourself to a point where you can compete with the big guys because they bring in so much revenue already. So a system built on revenue is going to benefit them. No, exactly. And and like I like like I mentioned before on and off pod, you know, it you know, you know the old saying, in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Uh, it, it, in in cases of uh, violating pot- uh, potential violations, it's better to do like a hundred and fifteen of them, uh, just yeah. just so you could tie up, uh, you know the uh, the you know judiciary panels, or you know whatever wherever they're going to arbitrate this, um, in in discovery. That's the, that's where that's where Everton and like Nottingham Forest are getting it wrong. You don't need to do one violation you need to do like like at least 40 it's like the it's like the trump approach if you're going to break the yeah. rules break all the rules that way they they have to take so much time figuring out how many rules you broke <laughs> exactly yeah like just fl- <laughs> flood the zone with information basically <laughs> oh man okay. and, then, and then nothing sticks yeah uh but no uh i am nervous for this match uh a healthy kevin de bruyne back on the pitch utterly terrifies me um you know you know we talk about the city squad and we talk about you know players that come and go um we talk we could talk about you know from you know a couple iterations ago pablo zabaleta uh we could talk about uh gareth barry we could talk about uh uh vincent company yaya toure um, uh, Colo Jesus, yeah, Colo, uh, Jesus Navas, Francois. Um, who is the uh, who is the si- former city striker that's still playing in Italy somehow? Um, oh, um, Ed and Jekko. Ed and Jekko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mister Eternal. Ed- yeah, we could talk about Ed and Jekko. Um, the the pet, you know. Uh, in this current iteration, 
the 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 pep system really kind of has I I I I would say one one kind of small flaw in it and it's just just given the fact that you had this otherworldly talent and Erling Holland up top and you need somebody whose whose brain i guess just you know can see like three passes ahead to get him the ball and like change the gears of the attack so you will and yeah. the and that's what Kevin De Bruyne does like he puts in balls from you know just inside you know the opponent's half you know all the way up to the edge of the touch you know the edge of the touchline in the opponent's box that are that they make you speechless sometimes you're like you're like you wonder how how did he see that yeah well and it so we go from you know from that a, a, perhaps a chance for city now to to sort of look up and and not that they're necessarily out of this title fight but to really look at joining this title fight with those two back in their lineup. Um, certainly the next team we're going to talk about here, uh, and just for a little bit, because we are running a bit bit on time here, um, but the next team certainly looking at that as a potential threat to their own ambitions. Uh, second place, Aston Villa, are on the road this week. They play Sunday, 9 a.m. Uh, on USA Network against Everton. Now, Everton, to their credit, had been having a bit of a revival uh, I think they rattled off about four straight wins in December. Um, but they hit Tottenham on December the 23rd. Uh, and then they ran smooth into Man City uh, four days later. They also surprisingly uh, laid a big egg against Wolverhampton 3-0. We've talked about Wolves this year. You never just you just never know what you're going to get. They had a goalless draw against Crystal Palace uh, in the FA Cup on Thursday of last week. Um, bit disappointed by that one. I thought that would that would have been a better game. So, yeah, definitely looking for a way to, to kind of turn this around because at the moment, Everton are moving in the wrong direction. Meanwhile, Aston Villa, well, they're moving in the right direction. Uh, they had that loss against Manchester United. That was their only loss in their last, uh, I can't even count, uh, many, many games. Uh, they had a win against Burnley on December the 30th, and, of course, they had the win against Middlesbrough in the FA Cup on January the 6th. That was last Saturday. So Villa looking good. Um, I don't think they had... Did I have... Uh, no, they didn't. Okay, sorry. I, for some reason, I thought Villa had some transfer news. Uh, they do not. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, very quickly, uh, this this could be interesting just from the, the sense that I think Everton, at the moment, they, they need something to get kick-started, Jordan. They, they might look at a home game against Aston Villa as a potential, um, you know, sort of kick up, kick up the ass, so to speak, uh, in, in 2024. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier, uh, when we talked about, you know, Burnley, uh, and Vincent company, how he needs to learn how to draw, uh, you know, grind results out. And, you know, that's what Sean, that's what Sean Dyche really did well and really does well is he turns, He'll turn that nil, that nil nil draw into a one nil win. Um, he'll he'll turn that you know one nil loss into a nil nil draw. Um, honestly, I think the Tory government can uh, you know 
talk to him about setting up hard borders because when he sets up that low block, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty impregnable. Um, <laughs> Good Lord. Do you want to know an interesting stat though? This is, this is funny. So Everton have played 20 games, 10 home, 10 away. They have earned 16 points away from home Everton this season, just 10 at home. And of course they had that, that deduction in points. So, I mean, there was, there's that also as well, but Interestingly enough, they they have not been as good at Goodison Park as as they have been on the road, which I find somewhat interesting. Well, I mean, I I can imagine that they haven't been as I can I can imagine why because they're looking down the road at that new waterfront stadium where it's like, damn, <laughs> wish I could play there. Yeah, it's, we can't wait to play championship football there. Uh, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> The, the 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 Premier League had tried at him. We really did. They really did. It just it just happened to be the year that they got caught for uh, F, uh, FFP violations. Really, I think. I mean, if you look at the calendar, you look at the way this worked. I think what needs to happen is, frankly, Everton need to have a ten point deduction every so often because right after they had that ten point deduction, they they rattled off four straight wins, including against Newcastle, Nottingham Forest, Chelsea, and Burnley. Uh, and the gas has just sort of run out. So it seems to me like the Premier League should just deduct 10 more points and they'll, they'll go on a winning streak. I mean, probably so. <laughs> they, um, need, they, need, they need to be angry. They need, they need something to be angry at. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> I could make a joke about, uh, you know, talking about immigration. I mean, that might okay. rile up. The... This is the, perhaps it's a sign that we need to move on. Um Shout out for Ollie Watkins very quickly. I know we've talked about him before. Nine goals, eight assists in 20 Premier League matches this season uh, for Aston <clears throat> Villa. Uh, he's turning into, into quite a talent. and I I think he's kind of had an up-and-down um, go of it, I would say, since he joined from Brentford uh, back in, in the just total time black hole that was at the uh, 2020. Um but I mean, he's 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 really kind of coming into his own. I like the way that he has transformed under Unai Emery, and and it's just it's 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 that threat I think, and that's just opening things up for other guys like Diaby, Louise, Ramsey, Bailey, who I think uh, had the goal against Middlesbrough um, in the FA Cup. So I mean, just big shout out to Ollie Watkins and uh, perhaps seeing his career finally come to come to fruition after you know a couple of a couple of struggling years cuz i think he was supposed to he, it looked like for a while he was going to make possibly make the england the euro squad and then some people talked about the world cup and then he kind of fell off for a little bit but I, he's really come back strong uh Ollie Watkins and i i i like that because i think he's probably one of the harder workers in the premier league yeah um i i think there was a time where we talked about Ollie Watkins and and the England national team as kind of like the heir apparent to the the, the Jamie Vardy uh, uh, role, you know, someone who yeah. can go in, change a pace. And he's but he's going to give you speed over the top, uh, and he's going to give you maximum effort. And yep, um, I, I I will say that out of the teams. Um, that are challenging up there in the in, in the in the, the 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 tippy top half of the table. <laughs> um, Aston Villa belongs right up there. Uh, oh yeah, and it's exciting too. It's it's so great to uh, see. 
and also they they belong up there because I just have a dislike for them as well. <laughs> uh, and I, I that might I might chalk that down to the John Mc, uh, uh, Mc, uh, McGuinn. Fa- John McGinn, uh, yeah. John, yeah, John McGinn factor. Um, he's easy to hate. Yeah, no. So I, maybe, maybe, maybe you know, he he's the one. He's the bad, ba- the bag, the bad egg in the in the dozen. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I will say, having having uh, Aston Villa, uh, having uh, a a somewhat down Manchester City has definitely made this title race a lot more interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and finally, uh, on that note, two teams that are really not in the title race, at least not at the moment. Uh, Manchester United versus Tottenham rounds out your weekend. This is at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. This one's just going to be on Peacock. Um, so uh, get, your, get your subscriptions ready. Hopefully you got one of those for Christmas uh, if you didn't have one on red already. This is at Old Trafford. Um, I... A lot you could talk about in this game. This is usually a very, very exciting game. Uh, it ended uh, 2-0 for Tottenham back in August. This, I think this is kind of when the, the trouble started for Eric Ten Hag. Um, you know, there's been a 3-2. There's been a 2-2. Uh, I think there's there's been a... Yeah, I mean, there was a 6-1 thrown in. This, this, this game produces a lot of goals. Um, and on that note, let's talk about somebody who, in the past, has really, really struggled to score goals and yet, once again, finds himself back in the Premier League, on loan at Tottenham from RB Leipzig, fresh back from Germany and ready to take on London again. It's our favorite misfiring German, Timo Werner, Jordan, has returned to us for perhaps some comedic comedic relief. I hope that's what it is. Um, what do you make of this signing, in all seriousness? Um, I, I could be honest with you. Uh, where Charleston is not uh, the kind of player. Yeah, he yeah no, he, no, he's not. He's not. He almost seems like a handicap <laughs> uh, when, when you're not playing with, you know, the, the full complement of, of, of players up top in Son and Kulishevsky. So I, I think Werner, I think it's a shrewd piece of business. Um, I, I honestly, at this point, I'm gonna. I want to. I kind of want to chalk up his experience in England to the Chelsea phenomena. Um, <laughs> okay. Just That's because. Fair. That's just because fair. we saw. I mean, we saw what happened to Lukaku when he went to Inter, um, and then Roma. Um, At least he's not doing Lukaku and coming back to Chelsea. Thinking it's yeah. No. Be no. No. This no, time. no. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. I. I, I I actually, you know what? I agree with you. I, I actually do think this is a good bit of business. First of all, from a Tottenham perspective, you can't lose because you get him on loan. You're just going to pay his wages, which are probably not that bad. Um, and if it works out, then it's great. And you're seen as, as kind of, you know, the hero. And then they can buy him for relatively an, ex- an expensive transfer fee. I think it's like $14 million or something. Um which is for for a goal scorer like that, if he can hit his stride, is nothing. But if it doesn't work out, then he just goes back to RB Leipzig in the summer and, and figures life out from there. It's not like it's you know a, a, a life or death situation or, or you know something where Spurs' season hinges on this. I think it could free up Son for one thing. I think it could take some of the pressure off of him because he's sort of looked to as the guy now that Harry Kane 
is gone. And that's a lot of pressure for, for Youngman's son. He's done a lot of good already for Tottenham. Um, so, I mean, you know, can he do it every week by himself? No. Uh, and also, it, it just it fits the Angel's system. He likes to go forward. He likes to attack. He likes to get those balls in. And if they get the delivery right, maybe we will see the team of Werner we thought we were going to see at Chelsea. And, and he, you know, he can sort of be, um, you know, not necessarily have to be a, a creative force. Although he did he did do a lot of creating at Chelsea. I think he got a, a, a bag full of assists when he was there. So, so he fits in that way. But I actually do think this is a good bit of business. I, I joke when we think about his time uh, at Chelsea. But there were some times where it's like, wow, how did you miss that? Like, <laughs> how on earth is this... It started. It started as a little bit of a joke, and it just started to turn into a wow. This is really a problem. Um, he's he's not really. This this is this is really bad. And and uh, I take your Lukaku comparison, and I raise you and Alvaro Morata, who a couple of times went to Chelsea then and struggled, then went away and did very well. <laughs> so yeah, that, maybe you're right. Okay. Speaking of Alvaro Morata, yes. did you see the like the I, I don't know was it from it was it had to be from the middle the the match this week yeah the um, the Super Cup Spanish Super yeah, Cup which for some yeah. reason has semifinals I don't know what they're doing over there in La Liga but whatever did you did you see the Antonio Rudiger uh, Alvaro Morata <laughs> yes I did I I mean you know what. <laughs> I'm not even mad at Rudiger for that. That's just hilarious. Um, I, I, I was going to say... Guard your uh, nipples. I, th- I think Antonio Rudiger has been possessed by the non-deceased ghost of, uh, of Ramos. Oh, I was going to say I was going to say Pepe. No, no. I was going to say Ra. Because that is, uh, that is just... That that's good clean fun. <laughs> Twist in the nips. Sorry about that. Um, you all right there? No, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I it's it's the it's the continental breakfast music. It keeps sneaking up on me. Oh, I'm just, I'm just gonna delete it. We don't, we're not going to use it. We're running out of time. Yeah. No. So. No. We are. Actually, that was appropriate. We were talking about. Well, no, it's not really because that was played in Saudi Arabia for some stupid reason. Uh, oh, that wasn't the one they played in the U.S. for no reason? No, it was the one they played in Saudi Arabia for no reason. <laughs> Which, uh... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the if you haven't seen it, please go look up... Please carefully type into your search engine Antonio, Antonio Rudiger nipple pinch. Yeah. And hopefully you don't come up with any, if any, rude videos. And it's just a video of <laughs> Antonio Rudiger pinching Alvaro Morata's nipple. <laughs> Um, and twisting too. That shit hurts. Yeah, yeah. No, he, no, he, he, he did the full uh, titty twister. <laughs> it's purple nurple. Uh, I was, I was gonna <laughs> say, and uh, you know, coming out of the new year, uh, we here on the big soccer preview show, uh, we want to help you, the listener, you know, find a charitable organization uh, to sponsor. You know, some, you know, some, some place to give back. So if you could open up your hearts and your wallets <laughs> to find a way to get Jordan Henderson out of Saudi Arabia <laughs> with 
only five dollars from uh from uh you know per donation from each listener hopefully they can pay off his obscene wages and you know get him back uh anywhere uh uh, above the 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 tropic of cancer yeah uh because <laughs> apparently the rumors are that he is just he said he offered he just said leverkusen munich i'm here come get me <laughs> um yeah so that's that's he's apparently not enjoying life in saudi arabia which yeah calling me shocked okay so there's your your premier league this weekend um just a quick recap burnley versus luton on friday at uh, 2 45 p.m eastern that's usa network chelsea fulham at 7 30 a.m eastern time on usa network newcastle versus city at 12 30 p.m eastern time on NBC, those two games are on Saturday. On Sunday, Everton versus Aston Villa, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on USA Network. And your Sunday rounds out with Man United versus Tottenham, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Peacock. Just very quickly, lots of championship games on ESPN Plus to make up for the fact that we only got half a Premier League this week. On Friday at 3 p.m., also, uh, yes, yeah, uh, all these games are on ESPN Plus. So Friday at 3 p.m., uh, if you want to do, we'll screen it. Uh, with the Burnley versus Luton match. You can watch two other championship teams, Hull versus Norwich. Uh, that's on Friday. Seventh place Hull. Tigers could be back. Uh, versus 13th place Norwich. On Saturday, uh, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Coventry versus Leicester City. Leicester City just running away with it at the moment. Uh, West Brom versus Blackburn. Uh, West Brom in fifth, Blackburn in 17th. Oof, that doesn't look very good. That's 10 a.m. Uh on again on your Saturday, your Saturday rounds out in the championship with Ipswich Town second. Go on, Tractor Boys uh, versus Sunderland, uh, who are in sixth place. Uh, and then on Sunday, right and early, if you want to wake up for it, QPR in twenty third place. Come on, you ours. That's just ridiculous. Against Watford in tenth. Again, that's seven a.m. And all those games can be found on uh, ESPN Plus. Uh, thank you for uh, understanding the gaps between episodes here. Um, it's been. Uh, it's, it's been tough. It was a long, it was it was a long holiday season, Jordan. But I'm I'm glad to be back, yeah. and I'm glad to be looking forward to uh, to some English football this weekend. Plenty of good European football as well. The the Bundesliga returns on Friday. Leverkusen, I think, play at nine thirty. League leading Leverkusen play at nine thirty uh, against Augsburg. So if you want to see if they can uh, can keep that challenge up, uh, you can turn into ESPN Plus for that one. As well, and on Sunday, AC Milan versus uh, AS Roma. Nice, nice game there. So, uh, lots of good football going on, and uh, both in England and abroad. Um, I can. I'm sorry, Jordan. Uh, the baby's crying. I got to go feed her. So, no time okay. for a moment with Jordan this week. But I thank you for joining me. Thanks, everybody. Uh, please enjoy your weekend of football, and we will see you again next week.